You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. All right, hey everybody. Um, thank you for listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Um, this is going to be episode 50. Woohoo! And uh, we're back at it again uh, with more topics. And things. For your listening pleasure. Um, let me see here. Ooh. Kermit the Frog here. Yeah. I'm going to start this one off with a drink. Mike's Hard Cranberry Lemonade with Passion Fruit. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Just wanted to open it in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> and it's you, you, you. Whatever. We Different that, club horn. We watched that uh, office Christmas party. We rented the movie at uh, the Red Box. I mean, we'd intended to see it in the movie theaters, but just couldn't find anybody to like watch the kids or anything like that and so we didn't get to go see it um but when it came out in the red box it uh we're like oh fuck yeah that was the movie we wanted to see so we rented it watched it and it was actually as funny as the trailers showed it to be which was um Mm. pretty pleasing just because this is good is it Mm -hmm. now thanks for taking the first drink take a taste of this little bit of a bitter bitter bite at the end. It's still good. Oh, that's so good. Very passion fruity at the end. Yeah. Still, though. That's awesome. I fucking love passion fruit. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was actually a pretty enjoyable movie. And it was actually surprising at, like, how good the movie was overall. Just because, you know, when you, when you watch a movie like that and you catch, uh, you know, the trailer for it and you're like... God, I hope they didn't show every good part of that movie in the yeah. trailer. You know, you, you go to the movie, you watch it, and there's probably, like, maybe one or two extra parts that are funny, but, like, you saw everything in the preview. So. And there are a lot of famous people in it, so usually that means it sucks. Right. And it and, didn't suck. Yeah, that was, like, a complete surprise. I mean, but it is an adult adult movie, which it's, I mean, that's probably why it didn't do like super well i mean yeah obviously that's I me mean, that's why we couldn't go to the movies that probably hindered a lot of people's ability to go watch it too so anyways Post that show. doesn't even have anything to do with our podcast we're nope. just kind of going off on that you wanted to correct my noise all right well here you go ahead and keep this going since you're drinking my freaking my i can't i can't drink this whole i got a pta meeting in a little bit i can't drink this whole thing i'm getting another one i'm getting another one <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair Talk about what? There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> we, have, we have topics in there. We have <laughs> topics right there. You, you know, this wouldn't happen if you didn't try to steal my beer. See, so now I gotta open another one. Oh, yeah. If you would just share with me, you wouldn't have that problem. Why share when we can both have our own? And then if you don't finish that one, I'll finish it. Mmm. Yeah, and then we got a parent teachers association meeting later. Woo! Yes, please keep that in mind. Yeah, whatever. Anyways. Whatever. So we're just gonna slide right on into these topics. Um, there were there's been a bunch of things that I've been saving myself or sending to myself and saving um, over the past couple of weeks. You know, it's crazy. We we are always like. Oh, you know, let's try to be t- somewhat timely and do something like once a week or at least every two weeks, you know, to kind of, you know, keep the show at a 
I don't know. Um, I don't like know, a just, regular schedule? Yeah, you know, just, you know, yeah, just a fairly regular schedule. I mean, we don't even have, like, a, a particular recording day. It's just like, okay, there's enough, you know, news stories that have, you know, gathered up to make an appropriate length podcast. That's usually where we'll stop it and record. So, like, we don't have a particular day. Uh-uh. But we've been, like, so fucking busy. And just, we're like, oh, you know, we have, we don't have any time or whatever the case may be. It didn't feel like that much time passed. Like, I feel like maybe, like, we had maybe done one two weeks ago. And then when I was looking at uh, our, our hosting page on SoundCloud, I'm like, uh, we haven't fucking recorded one in, like, 26 days or 27 days. I was like, holy shit, fucking time flies. It's, it's, like, yeah, I was just like, wow, that's incredible. Recording um, them in your sleep. That's how you think we're doing more. I guess. No, it's fun. This fidget spinner. Wee. Yeah, fucking fidget spinners, man. They're, I, I think they're so goddamn stupid. And the thing is, too, is, like, everyone's selling them. Like, especially, like, where we live. You go on, like, uh, Connected on Facebook. Or you go on, like, Craigslist Facebook page. Yeah, or, I don't like, do that. Just, I mean, just anywhere, though. Like, anywhere people are fucking selling, like, m- millions different kinds of fucking fidget spinners, whether... It, like, they're different colors, different graphics on them, like, different shapes, you know, ones that are metal, ones that are fucking plastic 3D printed, you know, ones that have, like, multicolored, um, you know, bearings, you know, some that glow in the dark, others that have, like, actual, like, light-up variations and all this shit. Ooh, that'd be fun. And so, it's crazy, because you can get them for as cheap as, like, five bucks from wherever. They sell them at the place where we got the car smogged. Yeah, I mean, they sell them for, like, I mean, they're as cheap as five bucks, and then, I mean, they get fucking expensive. Like, there's some metal ones that look like Batman-looking deals, and oh, they only have, cool. like, one bearing or whatever, but they cost, like, 30, 40 bucks, and you're like, Jesus, like, that's... Batman. It's stupid. I don't know. I think it's dumb. Honestly, I was completely against buying these fucking things, because my thought is, is, like, these are supposed to be for kids that, like, you know, can't hold attention, and so they have to move around... And so this is kind of kind of help them keep you know keep still or whatever. This just um, draws your attention to the spinner. Yeah, you know, but the, yeah, the thing is for me is, um, what I didn't want to get them for is because I feel like our kids kind of already you know sit still and you know behave in public places and things like that. And so if I got them, that it was actually going to encourage them to constantly be moving around instead of just like sitting still like they do. And, uh, you know, that they would then want those things around all the time. And then even after they're not using them anymore, will have, you know, gotten used to doing something with their hands or keeping their hands busy, which to me would be, you know, habit forming as opposed to trying to correct, you know, an issue that a kid has. And so I didn't want to get them, but, you know, against my better judgment, you know, the kids were like, oh, you know, dad, it's so fucking cool. Like all the kids have it, and oh, please, 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 and I'm just like, god dang it. Well, you know, so I, I basically set a line in the sand where, like, I'm not going to buy these stupid expensive ones that they're wanting me to get. I just, you know, gone through the expensive ones and said, here, I know this isn't the exact color you wanted. Here, I know this isn't the exact color you wanted either. Um, you know, but the kids ultimately were just happy that they had them at all. So now we have them. That's what Amanda's freaking playing with. Yay! You know, because... You know, it's it's a distraction, apparently. According to teachers, they don't want uh, kids taking them to school because, you know, they're sitting in class. You know, teachers try to teach, and you got these fucking kids with, like, you know, like 30 fidget spinners in class all going, spin, 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 spin. 
They're like cat toys for people. Yeah, so that's what she's spinning around right now. Um, but let's move on to the meat of our podcast and uh, go with the first topic. Um, and this has to do with uh, video games, in particular, um, Call of Duty. The Call of Duty franchise um, on their Facebook page indicates that uh, Call of Duty is actually going to be coming out with the World War II game. And they had done a, like a release associated with, um, you know, what to expect from the World War II version of their game. I believe it was like April 26th, in which they were showing some actual gameplay video, whatever, you know, build some hype for their game. And obviously there were a shit ton of people that were pretty fucking excited about, you know, the release of this game because, you know, as we've seen with the Battlefield franchise... You know, they're doing extremely well. You know, they went back to the, you know, they went back to World War One, um, which was funny because from other stories that I'd read, uh, you know, focus groups that were trying to decide what kind of game they wanted to make when they were, uh, when before they ultimately decided to go with World War One for Battlefield, um, they were reluctant as to whether or not they should actually make it about World War One, um, mainly because... There's a lot of kids that don't know shit about history. <laughs> and, you know, as to whether or not uh, the simplicity of that type of warfare was going to be appealing. But, you know, I guess they listened to the people that were making some of these decisions and saying, look, this is what fucking people want. Give it to them. And, you know, in making Battlefield 1, they've, you know, shown a incredible success um with the uh, sales you know for that game i have it it's a fantastic game i don't play it as much as i um would like to but um it is an incredible fucking game i mean whether you're playing the uh the uh just the regular single player mode or whether you're playing multiplayer and um you know in that same time frame you have uh you know infinite warfare which released for call of duty and, you know, their gimmicky bullshit was is that, oh, hey, we're remastering, you know, one of our more popular, uh, you know, games from, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, games ago. And it's like, okay, cool. People bought Infinite Warfare, but, you know, you could get the Infinite Warfare game for like 40 or $50. But at the same time, if you wanted that remaster game, you had to pay an extra 30 or 40 bucks. So you're paying 80 bucks for two games. But then the catch is, is that, oh, neat, yeah, I have the, uh, you know, the, the game I want, you know, this this remaster game, but I can't play it without having the Infinite Warfare game because it's not a physical disc, you know, it's a digital download that has to run with the Infinite Warfare game, which, smart for them because had they, you know, if they hadn't done it that way, there probably would have been people that would have paid 80 bucks and got rid of that garbage Infinite Warfare game. <laughs> And, you know, just kept the, uh, you know, and then just kept uh, the remaster. So, um, you know, I guess with them saying, okay, hey, look, we're going to do this World War II game. I mean, if this is ultimately what people want, you know, we're going to give it to them. That's fantastic. But I'm kind of concerned that, you know, even though um, this is a game that I think people are going to be excited about. Ultimately, it's still going to have their touch to it. 
And so, like, I mean, honestly, I don't think it's going to be as good as a Battlefield game. Um, just because I think they try... I think, you know, Battlefield tries to replicate the realism of, you know, the, the warfare. Um, I mean... Well, I mean, without glorifying it too much, it's just a realistic take on, like, what to expect and, you know, trying to replicate, like, a feel, you know, for the weapons that you're dealing with and all that kind of thing. Whereas, like, with Call of Duty, Call of Duty is more geared toward competitive play and being super fast-paced and, and you know... Yeah, flashy and unrealistic. And then, you know, of course, they're always trying to milk people for money, you know, like they did with the... The double, you know, the double games, but you have to keep the one game to use the other, you know, and selling, you know, Call of Duty points in order to, you know, buy drops and all of that kind of thing. And what is it the, that map is like a bundle of maps or something that they're trying to sell right now? Well, that's just, you know, a lot of games are starting to do that now where it's like they release this, you know, a pretty incomplete game. You know, the game might have single player mode. And I, I don't think you know, this last Call of Duty game did, but. Um, you know, they'll have a couple of maps, but then like right after it's like, oh, here's the season pass where we're going to give you a bunch of other maps. And it's like, oh, you could have just included those in the original fucking release. Yeah. You know, for this game I spent a bunch of money for, but you're going to hit me with another, you know, $30 so that I can get all these other maps that I should have gotten already. You know, but they also are always selling points and all these other little things. To get like different skins and different this and different that and all this bullshit that was kind of just going way off of, I think, what people want. But they're gearing more towards fucking kids and stuff like that, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, obviously kids play games, but they're forgetting about a larger segment of people that like the realism of those games. Yeah. Um, and kind of leaving them behind. So, you know, going back to the World War Two portion, I think you know, it's going to make a lot of people happy. But at the same time, like, I hope they don't do it the same way they've been doing all these other games otherwise it's just going to be a shitty call of duty game that's basically reskinned world war ii huh. you know it's just going to be oh you're, we're going to take this old game but we're going to put world war ii skins on it and fucking call it you know a new game like Lame. you know go back to the drawing board and fucking you know make something that people actually want get original um, i mean because i could tell you i could tell you this if battlefield was to say, hey, look, our next game is gonna be a fucking World War II game. You know, we're gonna go, we're gonna, we're gonna remaster our World War II game. Holy shit! You know, because Battlefield like goes way back. Like there, as I recall, the first one was 1942. Battlefield 1942 was fucking incredible. And you know, after they came out with that, you know, they came out with like Battlefield Vietnam, which was also good. I think it was kind of broken in comparison. Like, there were a lot of issues with maps, for me at least. Maybe I just had a shitty computer. But, um, but, I mean, you know, you know, Battlefield 2142, you know, the futurist game, um, you know, was really cool. I mean, Battlefield's always just done really well with all their games. My favorite, hands down, is Battlefield 2. Um, you know, if they remade fucking Battlefield 2, I'd be all over that game. Um, but, uh, you know, if they were to go back to World War II, I'm almost certain they would do better than, you know, the Call of Duty franchise. But, again, I mean, I'm not going to hold my breath, but we'll we'll see what they come up with. And we can just hope and cross our fingers that it's actually not going to be some reskin bullshit that they've already given us. And then try to force feed it to us and, at the same time, charge us a bunch of money. 
Um, but not. <laughs> I'm being like super negative <laughs> about this. I'm trying not to be, but I mean, after you've been burned so many times from buying fucking Call of Duty games, you're like, oh, you know, hopefully this one isn't as shitty as the last one. And then you get it, and then it is, and you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to buy this next one. And then you get talked into it because, you know, you know other people that are playing it. And they're like, no, it's not that bad. And you get it, and then it's shittier than the last one. You're just like, god <laughs> damn it. You're like, this is the fucking second time I've been talked to into buying this shitty game. So, um, you know, with that said, you know, hopefully it's not bad and they actually do something with it and don't ruin it with all their fucking extra sales bullshit. Um, the release date for that game is going to be November 3rd, so we still got plenty of fucking time to maybe pre-order it. Ooh, right before Christmas. Yeah, of course. Um, and so, uh, you know, with that said, and, you know, this isn't necessarily a plug for Best Buy. I did used to work there, but I don't anymore. Um, is it, like, Best Buy probably does one of, like, the best, like, Gamers Club programs around? Um, and I know GameStop does one, and there's probably a couple of other places to do them. Typically, they tie your you know, overall purchases into points, you know, that you can then use to get, like, a bunch of little bullshit gifts and stuff. What I like about Best Buy is that they have a list of games that qualify um, under their Gamers Club Unlocked feature, which is, like, 30 bucks for two years. It's not expensive. Costs the same as fucking GameStop. Because I think GameStop's, like, 15 a year. Maybe it's the same price, $30 for two years. But anyways, Best Buy... If you pre-order the game that's on, you know, a list of approved games that's coming out that's new, um, and then you purchase that game, um, you know, once you've pre-ordered it, you get a $10 kickback that is credited as points onto your account. So you get 10 bucks in Best Buy points for pre-ordering and purchasing the game. Also, because you're buying a new game, you get 20% off. So that $59.99 game plus tax ends up costing about $47. So you're already getting about 13 bucks off, and then you usually get 10 bucks back on the back end that you can use then to, you know, potentially buy another game. It ends up paying itself off once you've fucking pre-ordered like one or two games. And, you know, you typically a lot. Yeah, and then and typically it comes with like other little coupons where like you know, there's a coupon you have to use within, like, the first two months. It basically gives you, like, a game guide for free. Um, you know, it's like, buy two, get one free used games. Uh, you know, you get extra money back when you trade in games. Which I'm sure Best Buy is, you know, because of that, you know, you could potentially get more money back if you're trading in games to Best Buy as opposed to a place like GameStop. It's, like, notorious for, you know, somebody purchasing a game for 60 bucks, beating it, and then trying to sell it back to GameStop two weeks later in perfect condition. And then somebody be like, I'll give you 10 bucks for it. Yeah, that's lame. And then they'll put it back on the fucking shelf for like $55. $5 less than brand new. And then try to push that one instead of sell you a fucking new one. And try to convince you why the fucking used one is just as good. And try to tell you, oh, it's guaranteed just like a new one. You know, it's, it's, it's fucking horseshit. So, you know, if you want to fucking stick it to the man, you know, I mean... <laughs> Best Buy is another big corporation, but I just think they have a better program for gamers. And so uh, I would go that route. That's what I use, and I use it a lot, and I've saved a shit ton of money. So, um, moving on from that topic, um, 
This story came from uh, Movie Buffs on uh, Facebook, and it, it's not super new, obviously, because we weren't like <laughs> you know super timely or on the spot with any of our shit. Um, but during the Star Wars celebration um, that took place a couple of weeks ago, uh, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega were like on a panel where they're answering questions related to. You know, obviously, they're the last movie release, and then, like, what to expect from this next movie, you know, that's coming out here pretty soon. And I don't know that it was on purpose, or if, like, it was supposed to be, like, a Star Wars celebration, you know, celebration reveal only, or, or what it was. But ultimately... Or just fake. I mean, it, I don't know, it could be fake, but I think this is more than likely not. Um, is, you know, when the camera was pointed at them... You know, it has their name, uh, you know, just to identify, you know, who they are when you're watching, you know, the program or whoever's, you know, watching the recorded video of this uh, panel. And it shows Daisy Ridley and then underneath it uh, says Ray Kenobi. And then for John Boyega, it shows his name and then underneath it, Finn Windu. And, um... You know, I didn't do a, a terrible amount of research to determine whether or not that this was, you know, factual or not. You know, but to me, it makes a hell of a lot of sense, um, you know, to think that they would go that far back in order to show that, you know, Rey is, uh, you know, getting her Force powers from someone. And that, you know, it could, uh, you know, could or is potentially, um, you know, Obi-Wan's descendant. And, you know, the same with, you know, John Boyega, it's, um, you know, plausible that, you know, his father or just his lineage is as a Windu, you know, and although, you know, we see Mace Windu basically get his arm cut off and like force push through a fucking window, um, you know, that's stories and stories and stories high. I mean, basically a fucking skyscraper. Yeah. Um, you know, there's plenty of you know, history, you know, that shows that, uh, what is it, that Jedis can basically fall from, like, extreme heights and survive, and, you know, I mean, he wasn't dealt, you know, a fatal blow that killed him, you know, so that it, it's plausible that, you know, that Windu's not dead, I mean, but if he was alive, he'd be, like, super hella old, you know, because, I mean, you know, obviously we saw how old Obi-Wan was in, uh, you know, episode four when he gets killed by Darth Vader, so it's like, you know, he's, you know, Windu, you know, Mace Windu would be fucking old as hell, um, so I mean, I I don't (laughs) think he'd be alive, like, I I honestly don't think they're gonna freaking, you know, bring him in, bring him back, yeah, I don't think they're gonna bring him back or anything like that, but, uh, you know, I think that, you know, that, that the lineage is there and it's good at establishing that, like, hey, look, you know, that, that this explains why he was able to wield, you know, the lightsaber even for a little bit against the Sith. Or, um, you know, why, uh, you know, they sensed, you know, that he was a little different, you know, when he's in the Stormtrooper outfit, you know, yeah. in the beginning of the last movie where, um, you know, they sense that there's something off about him, so... 
He's uh, special. Yeah, I mean, it it would it would be pretty interesting, you know, to see if this is in fact true. I don't see any reason to see that it's not. Although, like I said, I didn't dig super deep into it, so maybe this has already been debunked. If it is, my bad. Um, huh. but uh, will be cool. That movie is going to be coming out pretty soon. I think it's that like, trailer looks good. Yeah, that trailer looks fucking badass. Um, so, I mean. There's no question, as to, I mean, whether or not this movie looks poor or not. Like, there's gonna be a million people that are gonna see it. Well, of course. So, I mean, I mean, we are. I mean, even if yeah. it look, even if it look fucking terrible, I still go see it. So, um, moving on to our next topic, um, this came from ComicBook.com, and uh, it was a uh, trailer for the Kingsman, um, and it was uh, Kingsman: The Golden Circle. <laughs> Um, which is releasing on September 22nd of this year. Uh, and so I watched the trailer and then uh, Amanda just watched it. I mean, it was good. I mean, what do you, what do you think? Yay. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I really like the first one. The first one for me was surprisingly good. The reason is, is because when I first saw the trailer for that movie, I thought to myself, like, this fucking movie looks like some Agent Cody Banks bullshit. Like, I mean, just super fucking lame. It did not. To me, it just looked terrible. And especially, um, god dang it. It's, uh, who's the bad guy? Huh? Uh, Samuel Jackson. Samuel yeah. Jackson is the bad guy. Like, the way he played him, I was just like, ugh. Like, it's just terrible. Retarded? Yeah, it was just, it just all look dumb. I was like, I am not paying money to see this in a movie theater only to find out that this is like a fucking piece of garbage movie. And so then... But it when, was so good. Oh man, we got a fucking answer in the door. Hold on, bye. Well, that was the mail and I just got my laptop back from the Ooh. shop. Which Again. I will explain in greater detail all the fine points about my laptop here in a little bit. But we'll stay on topic and uh, continue with the, this trailer. So... Basically, what I was, uh, you know, getting at is it like I just thought the movie was gonna be crappy. I didn't want to waste money to see it, and so we watched it here at the house. I think it might have been on like Netflix or something, but we watched it. And I was Not like, on Netflix. Was it on? What was it on? I don't know. It was Probably just on fucking Redbox. TV. I mean, whatever at the least. fuck it was, Redbox, whether it was Hulu or whatever, we watched the movie, and it was, it was like, holy shit, <laughs> like this fucking movie is badass. I thought and, we went and saw it at the Dollar Theater. Um, no, we did not. It doesn't matter where the fuck we saw it. Bottom line is we didn't see it. It's freaking, we didn't see it when it released. And so I was just like, you know, blown away at how good the movie was. Like, I mean, to me, it didn't look good. I know you were kind of like, oh, I think it's great. But I think you had some, um, she had like some history on what this movie was about. Like, like, had you read the book or? No. No. Uh-uh. I don't know, like, at the time, she was, like, just way more familiar with, like, the whole storyline than I was, and I was just like, nah, no thanks, and she was like, oh, we should see it, and I'm like, no thank you, but then we watch it, and I'm like, wow, holy crap, like, I would have totally paid to see this movie, and then I was like, you know, who did the fucking trailer? Like, I feel like the, tra the trailer didn't adequately point out, like, the finer points of the movie, so. That's true. But it's also a pretty violent movie, so... Yeah, it was. 
Which, that was part of the surprising part, as I was yeah. just like, wow, this movie fucking had some grit. And so, with uh, the release of this movie, it actually looks like it's going to be pretty good. And I was actually surprised that they were even coming out with a second movie, because I, I kind of felt like... Because the first movie came out, but it didn't do that great as far as box office was concerned. I was thinking, like, just because it didn't do as good as most fucking, the you know, most uh, movie studios expect a movie to do, that they just weren't going to take a chance, you know, making a sequel for this movie because it didn't make as much as they wanted. You know, they had now, a lot of love, though. It, it did. It did. And so I'm glad that they were able to see that. You know, the people that did see this, like, really wanted this other movie. I mean, it, I don't think it ended up upside down or anything like that. I just think it just, you know, it wasn't as successful as they'd hoped it would be. But I think after a lot of people had seen this movie, that the second one is probably going to do better than the first one just because the first one was so good. And so um, the second one, um, the storyline is that uh, a group called the Golden Circle, um, are a network of bad guys that are basically threatening the world as we know it, and, you know, basically, like, blown up the headquarters to the Kingsmen, um, and, you know, kind of have them on the run. Well, then they end up teaming up with a similar group that's basically just like the Kingsmen, but for the United States, and they're called the Statesmen. And so the Kingsmen and the Statesmen kind of team up with, you know, the American and British agents in order to try to overcome this, you know, golden circle of bad guys. Um, that's, like, the whole premise of the movie. But, uh, you know, as simple as that sounds, the trailer seemed pretty cool. So With some hot guys. <laughs> yeah, all the hot <laughs> dudes. So, yeah, that's September 22nd. Can't wait for that to come out. We'll definitely see that in movie theaters. Yes, we are. Or maybe the Dollar Theater. Who knows? No, not waiting that long. <laughs> so, uh, cool beans. And uh, we move on to um, another movie. And we're going to you know, talk about a couple of movie trailers here. So, this this uh, next one um, came from TrailerAddict.com. And it has to do with... Uh, Avatar. So Avatar came back out, or it came out in like 2009. And when it came out in 2009, like, it was it was a mega hit. I mean, it it did over like like two billion in sales. I mean, it was it was an incredible feat. I mean, I think is it still the highest grossing film of all time? I, I don't, don't know. know. It's fucking up there. So, um, basically. I think a lot of people wondered whether or not there was going to be the sequel. Well, you know, you're, we're talking about a movie that came out in 2009. It's now 2017. It's a long time. And, you know, there's still no sequel. And it's like, okay, well, you know, why are why did they decide to make, uh, you know, or green, green light a, a sequel now? I mean, you're talking about... <laughs> A fuck ton of time. You know, like ten fucking years. Probably hurting for money. I mean, I mean, I mean it just doesn't make sense. No it, new movie ideas. I mean, the, the Avatar the Avatar movie, when they started filming it, it took them about four years 
to film that movie. And then it released in 09. So if they were going to release a sequel, it should have come out like 2013, 2014. You know, if you're talking about, oh, hey, look, this one did $2 billion in sales. Let's fucking get on it and, you know, make another movie. But, you know, you're it's three years overdue. Um, you know, if it does take, you know, four years to shoot one movie. Um, the dates don't look like it, though. Oh, well, I mean, now it looks like they're actually like, oh, okay, we're going to green light all these fucking movies. And we're going to do them back to back to cut down on overall production costs and everything. So, you know, what we're getting at is that they are coming out with a sequel. And they're all in December. Yeah. They're That's all, convenient. They're all in December to, you know, take in all that Christmas money. And the the first sequel comes out December 18th, 2020. I mean, the fucking movie came out in 2009. And we're making a sequel like 11 years later. 11 years later... Now we get our sequel, and then because they're actually filming them back to back, pretty much, you're gonna get the third movie on uh, December seventeenth, twenty twenty one. The fourth movie, December twentieth, twenty twenty four, and the fifth movie, December nineteenth, twenty twenty five, which. Okay, so they're going to pump out these two movies that are going to be, year, you know, back-to-back, back you know, on the years. That's going to suck. Then, you're talking about a three-year gap between the third movie and the fourth one. And then the fourth and the fifth go back-to-back back a year apart. Like, yeah, I mean, to me, it does seem like it's more about money at that point. Like, hey, let's see if we can get all of these movies to make that much money. It's pretty damn ridiculous. And you know what's funny? Now is what? that we don't have the kids here, and now everybody wants to come to the front door. That's great. Okay. So we continue with, um, you know, the glut of movies that Avatar's coming out with now. You know, super late, and then it's like, okay, we're going to give you four movies. But it's like... They're a sack. I mean, the thing is, is, okay, if they were going to... If they were like, oh... Alright, we're going to come out with the sequel, and then we're going to do, like, a third movie to kind of, like, tie everything up. I mean, to me, okay, that makes sense. I mean, I, I could maybe see, like, two movies out of this, but approving four movies? That's a lot. For, the, for Avatar? I mean, I know that they've kind of, like, created this whole world, you know, and obviously, like, every, every uh, production company wants to have um, a franchise, and, you know, they want to be able to, like, pump out all these movies related to a original franchise because it's much easier to make a bunch of movies about one storyline than it is to keep coming up with original movies. Yeah. And, you know, you, you typically are going to make more money when you have an established, um, you know, you have an uh, established movie or, um, you know, again, this established franchise. And with the first movie making that much money... You know, it's safe to say that, you know, it should do well. Um, the first but, one that comes out will do well. I think they're going to lose steam with the last three. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, too, is, you know, the movies are going to... They're obviously, like every fucking movie studio does, they're probably going to pour even more money into the production of these movies. 
And so there's going to be a lot more overhead before they're actually are turning these movies profitable. Yeah. And so, like, I don't think they're going to be anywhere near as profitable as they were this the first time around. And, uh, you know, but they're going to gonna do it anyways. They're approved for four. I mean, I guess if the first two tank really bad, that maybe that three-year buffer is where they can, like, pull the plug on them. <laughs> That's true. So, who knows? But I think it's kind of silly that they waited this long to, you know, if I can pump out a sequel. Seems retarded. So, um, I, I, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't even think there's enough <sighs> interesting stuff going on that, like, already hasn't been covered in the first one. Like, obviously now they can talk about, like, how, like, now he's fighting humans, you know, as this species but like beyond that like i don't know how many more movies you can do about that until it's just kind of redundant i don't know i don't know i think it's unnecessary do two and then finish (laughs) that's my opinion um so still on movie trailers uh cars 3 coming out they have a trailer out um we both watched the uh cars 3 trailer and um looks cute I mean, it looks cute, but... Serious? Yeah. I think the the movie is a little more serious. Obviously, way more serious than the second one. And uh, to me, it almost kind of takes a page out of, like, what was successful about the first one. Um, you know, the first one, you know, it's kind of, you know, telling some stories about, like, you know... You know, slowing down and, like, you know, trying to be a good person and all these kind of things. And, um... You know, the second one, it was just kind of like, hey, look, let's pimp out the second movie and, like, you know, for merchandising and try to make all these different characters. Was well, how to and, be a friend, though. Well, well yeah, he yeah. ditches Mater at yeah. one point. He does, but. He's embarrassed by him. You know, but then it's like, then it's like all political, too. It's like, oh, yeah, evil oil. Yeah. And, oh, you know, oh, you know, clean fuel, but oh, there's some backstory there. Well, that was the movies at the time, though. I mean, all the little kid movies have political messages, like Happy Feet and the freaking whatever. What's that other one? Wally. I mean, they weren't the first one to try and stick their own. No, they definitely weren't. But, um, you know, I just think the Cars, you know, Cars 3, it's kind of, you know, going back to, you know, what was great about Cars 1, where they're not like trying to shove some agenda in your face i mean this one's more of just like something like anybody can relate to you know um you know lightning mcqueen is getting older you know there's newer race cars coming out that just have you know more power than him so he kind of finds himself in a position you know kind of like even where the hudson hornet was hudson hornet was the badass you know and then eventually he just got old and cars cars got better you know he crashed and it's kind of Lightning McQueen's thing is in the trailer, you know, he crashes and they're telling him, hey, look, you know, you're not going to be able to race anymore. You know, this guy's better. And, you know, you've, you know, you're just not going to be able to do this. And so now, you know, he's basically going back to the drawing board and trying to learn from somebody else to, you know, go up against this new opponent that he is seemingly unbeatable and in trying to overcome that obstacle to prove that he still has it. And so I think that looks like a very compelling story that anybody can relate to, Um, you know, shy of all the political bullshit that gets tied into movies, and, you know, at the same time is obviously still going to be appealing to kids. What's funny is that, 
you know, this is, you know, it's been, you know, car, since Cars 1, there's been a lot of time that's passed. And, uh, like, our kid was, like, super into the first Cars. So he was kind of into the second Cars thing. And then, like, you know, he's, he's older now. And so, I mean, he still has a lot of Cars stuff. But, like, isn't necessarily, like, into, like, Disney movies or, like, Cars, the Cars genre anymore. But when he saw the trailer, he was like, holy crap, I have to see this movie. Like, our, our son really wants to see this movie, like, bad. And, uh, you know, it was kind of, like, like very eager. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's that says a lot about, you know, how well they, um, you know, have, you know, compiled a trailer for this movie. It's still appealing to, you know, even the kids that are older, you know, aren't necessarily, you know, thinking that, like, most of these Disney movies are cool, huh. you know, it's it's still appealing, even that, even to, you know, a kid who's not necessarily interested in it anymore. So, uh, I think that's going to be a fun one to, you know, take the kids to see. Yeah. Um, then, there's another movie coming out. I mean, there's so many fucking movies coming out, it's incredible. This one's, this one's from Gizmodo, and um, what was awesome about this one is in... I'm not necessarily a fan of M. Night Shyamalan. He's maybe made, like, one or two good movies, in my opinion. Um, like but, the trees that whisper. Oh, God. I thought that was so dumb. I, I mean, you're I, dead. We watched it because of Mark Wahlberg, but whatever. Um, so, we, the M. Night Shyamalan uh, is making a movie called Glass. Now, what is Glass? Um, Could be drugs. Yeah. I, I, honestly, <laughs> when I first saw it, I thought it was, like, a movie about meth. Um, but no, I mean, I like just looking at the title, like you're like, oh yeah, they're probably talking about methamphetamine, but no, it's an Emily Shyamalan movie and, um, the release date for this glass movie is January, 2019. Now you're asking like how, you know, what, what's the glass movie about? And basically it's a movie about Mr. Glass who was in the unbreakable movie that starred Bruce Willis and... That's um, such a good movie, as I say through my yawn. It's not because the movie's yawn. It's yeah, I'm she's tired. super tired. Like, she's fucking yawning and doing all this bullshit when we're recording. It's like, oh, I'm not trying to make everybody sleepy listening to this freaking podcast by yawning constantly. Sorry, I'm anemic. It happens. <laughs> um, so, what's funny is that uh, this movie is going to follow um, Mr. Glasses and the Unbreakable uh that's related to the Unbreakable movie, which stars Bruce Willis, which mm-hmm. I already said, but um, and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, Mr. Glass is Samuel L. Jackson. If you haven't seen Unbreakable, and it's the the, the tie-in is that M. Night Shyamalan had come up come out with another movie recently um, called Split, and um, who was the main character in that Split movie? You remember the guy from the X Men. I don't remember his name. It's like James something. I don't know. I don't think that's his last name. No idea. Anyways, so the split movie that came out with the guy that had multiple personalities and like one of those personalities um, is called The Beast and this guy basically, you know, brings women back, you know, and murders these or try, you know, murders these people. Um... We wanted to see that movie. We didn't get the opportunity to see that movie. Um, but apparently, there's a tie-in at the end of the movie. Spoilers. Haha. 
um, there's a tie-in that uh, at the end of Split that ties in Bruce Willis's character in Unbreakable, and so now they're now they're making the or they're releasing this this Glass movie, and it's gonna be like it's gonna tie all those movies together as kind of like a a universe, I guess. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's you know they're they're all. They're all tie-ins, and so, you know, there's these origin stories for these bad guys, for the good guys. Well, because looking at the two movies as individuals, it doesn't seem like they would have any relation to one another, like, at all. Right, and, and, and what M. Night Shyamalan has said is that when he made these movies, like, this was his intent the entire time. That's but so like weird. He, what he was wanting to do was make a decent movie... And then provide some tie-ins to these movies so it's like, oh shit, like all these come together. As opposed to, say, like presenting to people, hey look, this is the universe that I want to create. And this is an origin story for this character. And this is an origin story for this character. It would have been odd to do with something like brand new that he's like bringing, you know, to the table. Makes like, sense. Because like you can, ma- you can be like, hey, I'm making a Wolverine origin story. People be like, "Fuck yeah, I know who Wolverine is." Marvel, yeah, let's let's watch that movie, yeah. or, or even some other established comic book character. You're familiar with it. You want to see something about that character? It's an easy sell. But like, you know, somebody that's like, "Hey, I have this original idea for this whole new universe with all of these different characters that haven't been, you know, that haven't been shown." BT Dubs. This is just an origin story for this one character. Like, I don't know. You might not be, you might not be interested in watching it. But, like, when you just watch a single story that you assume is just going to end there, but then it ties into another movie that's seemingly unrelated, I mean, to me, that is incredibly smart. It, I mean, even though I don't have a lot of positive things to say about M. Night Shyamalan and how some of his movies have turned out, like, there were some movies that seemed like they were good, but the endings were just complete trash. Um, but, uh, I mean, if this was truly... You know, like a master plan, you know, to tie all these movies together, then uh, I think that's pretty badass. Yeah. So, um, which now we got to see the movie split. You know, if we're gonna, I mean, fucking Mr. Glass doesn't come out until 2019 anyway, so we have time. True. But uh, you definitely want to see split now because I want to see what that tie in is at the end of the movie and everything. Um, will be interesting. Yep. So, um, you know, I guess to finish things off, you know, we've seen a lot of new movies recently where we could, you know, we could have done like a timely movie review, um, but just didn't, you know, for obvious reasons that we already explained. Um, we did watch this movie the other day that's already been out for a little while. And this is kind of where we're going to finish the podcast is on this review. It's going to be a short one, is that uh, we kind of wanted to see this movie called Life. And it was one of those things where it was like, "Mm, you know, it seems cool, but, you know, it you're not sure if it's like selling itself as like a scary movie or if it's more sci-fi than scary or like what the case is. But, you know, ultimately it was kind of like, you know, maybe we'll just wait for it to come out. And, uh... We saw that it had moved to, like, our dollar theater in town. And so we had time. We're like, hey, let's just go watch this movie Life. Because 
we had thought about going to see um, uh, the King Arthur movie with Charlie Hudnam. We're like, eh, let's just go see the movie Life. So we go see Life, and holy crap, the movie was fucking badass. It was good. Like, I thought it was super good. Like, the beginning was like, it was slow. What's funny is when we went to go see this movie, um, the lady, you know, that's selling us our tickets at the counter before we go into the movie theater, she's kind of like, just to let you know, the movie's pretty slow at the beginning, but it definitely picks up and it is good. And we're like, all right, cool. <laughs> it's always good when your movies come with warnings. Yeah, you know, so, you know, the lady's just like, just to let you know, this movie is slow at the beginning. It's like, all right, cool. Because, like, there's nothing worse than, like, a super slow movie that's, like, slow for a shit ton. And then it picks up, like, way later. Like, I don't have the patience for that bullshit. If it's terrible for, like, the first 30 minutes, I'm fucking leaving. And, uh, so, uh, you know, it was slow, just like she said. You know, for the beginning portion of it, you're kind of like, okay, where are they going with this? Um, you know, but then, you know, all the bad shit starts happening with, uh, you know, the single-celled organism that basically starts, you know, um generating more tissue and more tissue and more tissue because they basically makes itself a big person yeah they basically uh, well they have it inside this like container that they uh provide like a certain amount of like oxygen and all this kind of thing that you know makes it ideal um you know for it to survive and then eventually it just starts kind of replicating upon itself and what they notice about it is that this organism is basically like, it's, you know, it, it seems to have some sort of intelligence that it re- is reacting to stimuli, um, you know, and that it seems to like think all as one, even though it seems like they're separate organisms, they all work together like it's one mind. Um, but then they also notice that it like has some strength and that it's, like, its whole body is, like, its mind, and its whole body is, like, a big muscle. And so, as it keeps fucking growing, eventually, it's it's growing at, like, such fast proportions that it's actually kind of starting to worry the crew, and then, um, you know, eventually it kind of stops growing. And so, the guy that's kind of in charge of, um, you know, like, overseeing, you know, the experiment, the, the experimental portion of, uh, you know, dealing with this organism... You know, he gets kind of upset because he's kind of grown attached to this fucking thing. You know, kind of like a, like a pet or something. Or a baby. Yeah. And so um, he's trying to do whatever he can to, you know, get it to react to some sort of stimuli because it had basically gone dormant. Well, he gets his wish, but not the way he wanted. You know, it basically does come back um, to life. Not that it was dead to begin with, but it does exit its dormant stage but it attacks him and, uh, you know, ends up, uh, ends up like breaking his freaking arm and, you know, it, it, it manages to, you know, rip through the, um, protective barrier that it had been in and ultimately ends up freaking killing him. Uh, way later though. I mean, way later, but. Kills other people first. You know, somebody tries to rescue him, that person dies and then once it gets out, you know, it's just. You know, all throughout the space station, killing them one at a time. And then as it kills people, uh, you know, it gains strength, I guess, through the nutrients that it's eating, you know, from these people. Um, Anyways, there's a lot of suspense, a lot of drama. I mean, there is a lot of action in the movie. 
it is a, it is a really good story. And I mean, right toward the end, you know, it's kind of like, all right, you know, they're all going to fucking die. <laughs> um, you know, but then there's like a way out for two of them. And so, you know, one of them is going to risk their life to get this thing further out into space and away from the planet. And somebody else is going to be able to, you know, go back to the planet, you know, and tell the story. Well, um, you know, it doesn't turn out that way. You know, they end up colliding their escape pods. And, uh, you know, this organism is smart enough to know that, you know, this guy is trying to steer them out into space. Yeah. You know, it causes this collision. And then the girl who was supposed to get back to Earth ends up getting launched out into space where she, you know, clearly ends up dying. And the the guy who was trying to do the self-sacrifice, you know, by flying him and the organism out into space, you know, bounces off the other escape pod and ends up in the fucking ocean. You know, which is like, oh shit, you know, like... Yeah. You know, this this thing is like full form now and uh, you know, is in this pod and, you know, people are opening you know, they're like right toward the end of the movie they're opening this pod where, you know, now this thing's fucking out. And you get ate up. Yeah, and, and so yeah, I mean whether or not there's gonna be a second one, I would I would actually like to see a sequel to this movie. Just to see what happens and what they do about it. But, I mean, I, they could leave it that way if they wanted to. But it was just uh, it was just a really good movie. And, I, like, I remember thinking, like, when the when the pods hit and it was showing, like, oh, you know, I think I'm going to make it and all this stuff. I looked at Amanda and I was like, how much do you want to bet when they fucking hit that the guy is going down to Earth with the alien and the girl's going out into space? And she was kind of like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, they're... They, the way the, the 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 movie shot, it's not clear as to who's going where. And so I think most people, you know, just, you know, kind of like being hopeful and assuming are like, oh, yeah, you know. I figured he was going to end up there, the alien. I mean. Right. I mean. If, if it, that's the only logical way that movie was going to end. I mean, no, he could have been, he could have sacrificed himself and then died. And then she could have been like, oh, yeah, he's there. They fucking save me and whatever. Not like, and like it the still been good. being as smart as it was, though. I yeah. mean, he was trying to take it over. I mean, you could see it. The alien was trying to steer it before. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was it was really good. So, I mean, whether they make a sequel or not, you know, or, you know we'll just have to wait and see. But, uh, I mean, it could have gone either way. I just thought that, uh, you know, overall the movie was one of those, like, surprise movies where you're just kind of like, yeah, you know, this looks good, but eh. And then you watch it and you're like, oh shit, wow, this was really good. I mean, another movie that was like that for me was uh, Judge Dredd, which I've talked about before. The when new the, one. Yeah, when the new Judge Dredd came out, I was like, ugh. Like, I'm thinking Sylvester Stallone, you know, terrible. And like, nope, not paying to see that movie. And then fucking watch that shit on Netflix. You know, it already been out for a while. And I was like, holy fucking hell. Like, this movie is the shit. I would have saw this movie twice in theaters and in 3D. You know, like, that movie was awesome. And so, I mean, th there's been a couple of movies like that lately that I've seen where I was just like, god dang it. You know, really missed out. I mean, we ended up seeing it, but, you know. Because you never listen to me when I want to pick a movie. Oh, please. You're like, let's watch this B movie. 
no, I'm not your mom. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, we're throwing mom jokes in here. Don't get me started, Three Wolf Moon. You're the one that's always <laughs> complaining about your mom's movie taste. Yeah, my mom's movie taste is terrible. It really is. She's one of those people, like, when Blockbuster was still around, would be fucking renting movies at the at the Blockbuster, and, like, she'd pick these fucking obscure movies. You're just like, what the fuck? Like, why? What would compel you to pick this movie of all movies? Like, there's nobody familiar in this cast. Like, I've never heard anything about it. I mean, and not to say that there's anything wrong with, like, just taking a chance on a movie. You know, there have been a few good movies that I've seen that she did rent that seemed like they were going to be absolute shit, but ended up being pretty decent. But, I mean, you don't say somebody has good aim just because they hit a fucking target two out of ten times. You know, I mean, the the, the aim's still shitty. You know, so, I mean, overall, like, her movie taste is incredibly poor. Um, but, you know, every once in a while, she finds a... You know, she finds a, a, a prize amongst the big pile of dog turd. So, um, with that said... Um, that's pretty much it for this show. We're probably gonna come up, you know, come out with another one relatively soon to cover some more recent um, topics that uh, have come out. So I would say you should see episode fifty-one here in, in a day or so. But this is wrapping up um, episode fifty of uh, Conversationalist Podcast, and I'm Jesse. Here with Amanda. Yay. Saying thanks for listening. Um, and goodbye, I guess. Bye. Thanks. Woo. Woo. Bye.